This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And speaking of doing the exact opposite, we have on the line fearless, new fearless agent coaching student, Brian Walsh from Hazlett, New Jersey. How are you, Brian? I'm good. How are you, Bob? Fantastic. Is it hot there? Yes, it says it's 92 at the moment and very humid. Ooh, ouch. That's that's rough. <laughs> it's hot here, isn't it, uh, Ramon? Don't you think it's hot outside? Yes, it is, indeed. And, <laughs> it's uh, official. <laughs> it's officially. Well, it's Arizona. I saw a guy that was soaked with – his shirt was soaked with sweat in the elevator when I was up way up. I thought, ugh, that's, that's not fun. Well, welcome, Brian. Thanks for tuning Thanks for in. Thanks for having me. Now, as you know, Brian, we always start with the headlines of the day. You're used to my – Headlines of the day on the coaching calls, aren't you? Oh, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know Great. if you heard this, but a guy was arrested after swimming in the big fish tank at a Bass Pro Shop. Did you hear about that? <laughs> Not necessarily. Yeah. They caught him with an orange jitterbug lure. That's <laughs> that's how it's done right there. Okay. <laughs> hey, we paid $4 for those sound well, effects. Sound you effect, might as well, well use four. them. Imagine if we got the $8 one. Oh, Holy we can't cow. afford we that. We can't afford that, no. <laughs> We're on a budget here. Okay. Well, uh, so you had something you wanted to talk about, Brian Walsh. What was it? Well, I was wondering, how do I know when I need an assistant? Oh. Basically. Well, how many transactions have you done in the last 12 months? Well, including the ones I have pending at the Mm -hmm. moment and actively listed, um, about 25. Okay. So... Um, it's Maybe a, a little more. it's affordable on day one in real estate if you pay your assistant correctly. Okay, so um, right. usually my rule of thumb is: um, Are you are is it your goal to focus on buyers on or uh, sellers only or mostly? Yes, mostly sellers. Yeah. Okay, so for sure, you would need an assistant as soon as you are scheduling five listing appointments a week. And the rule of thumb is if you schedule five a week, two of them will cancel. You'll meet with three and you'll list one. Now, your uh, stats could be much higher than that. And if they were, then you could you know, easily afford an assistant sooner than that. But here's the secret. So you want to want to have – there are no salaries in the real estate business. This is commission sales. So write that down. For those of you tuning in, write down no salary for the assistant. They will be paid a percentage of the gross closed commissions on every deal and no deals would be accepted from that. For example, if you were to list your mother's house, you're not going to say, oh, well, that was my mother's house. so I'm not going to pay on that one. If you didn't charge your mother any money, then I guess they wouldn't get paid on that one. But – but I charge my mother, I'll tell you that. So let's do your average sales price. What is your average sales price that for you personally? 
We'll say it's 400 just for making it easy. It was probably okay. a little under 380, okay. but 400 right. is good. Well, let's do 350 to be because we're going to hire an assistant. We don't want to overpromise. Okay. So let's do 350,000. So for those of you scoring at home, write down your own average sales price. Are we doing math again? Uh, this is how you ice the crowd on radio. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm 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 punching into a calculator here, like the old days. 350,000. And when you take listings, you're going to get them at 4%. You're going to keep 4%. You're going to do 7% and keep 4%. Uh, have you ever done that, mm-hmm. by the way? Not yet. Not well, yet. I just had a brand new fearless agent, went on his first fearless agent listing presentation uh, day before yesterday. He's in your area in New Jersey, right? an almost neighbor to you, and he just okay. took his first 7% listing. So it can wow. be done. That's great. So that would be 14,000. So we're going to write that down. And then whatever yours happens to be for those of you tuning in. And then uh, if you do 40 of those in the next 12 months, that would be 560,000 gross. Before expenses, before the split, before the write-offs, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we're going to pay the assistant a percentage of the gross – uh, because they don't have control over what the net is. You could spend way too much on marketing or something crazy and, you know, you don't want right. to – they don't deserve to get a cut in pay because you're not frugal enough. So uh, so let's let's just do it this way. Let's, let's say you were – you had to pay a salary and you're not going to. So uh, in Hazlett, New Jersey, which is – I looked on the map. It's close to Keyport, which I've never heard of, Union <laughs> Beach, which I've never heard of, and Keensburg, three places I've never heard of. You're south of Newark. Is that true? Yeah, we're not too far from New York City because okay. our ferry is only a 45-minute ferry drive, ride to New York City. So we have a lot, ton of commuters, and it's only it's less than an hour drive to New York City. Now, I flew into Newark once not too long ago. <laughs> Pretty crappy airport. The good news is Southwest no no longer services that, that airport. I was there on the last day well, that they did. That's bad for me. <laughs> that's too bad for you. That's right. I like Southwest. They, they, I, everybody loves Southwest. You know, one thing is they allow – they do jokes on the plane and they once allowed me to do jokes on the plane and they will not do that again. Yeah. Is that in Newark? Is that why they're not allowed back? <laughs> I was doing my top ten Amish pickup lines. You know, it's funny. I went to the uh, – I went to the printer the other day or the UPS store and there was these two Amish guys in there. Now, in Arizona, we don't have a lot of Amish guys. Did I tell this story last time I was on the air? No. Oh, good. Okay. So there's these two Amish guys there and I said, hey, you guys look Amish. And they go, that's right. We're Amish. I said, "Uh, you know, I have the top ten Amish pickup lines. Would you like to hear them? The one guy looks at the other and he goes, I think we might need those. <laughs> so I did them. Like my how that shapeless black dress flatters thee. Or dost thou come to these barn raisings often? Or really Witness is my favorite movie too. Or thy buggy certainly has a boss tuck and roll. You know, this is stupid. It's, it's, uh, I don't nice. know why we're here. What are we doing here? Okay. Thou churn butter so romantically. Thou shalt now get back to business. Okay. So five. It's a real estate show, but five sixty is the average. Would be what your gross close commissions earn. Now, if you were going to hire somebody in Hazlett, New Jersey, 
which is a suburb of New York City where people are grossly overpaid. What, what do you think you would have to pay them a salary to get a good full-time executive assistant? How much would that cost you, do you think? I think 40, 40 to 60, but 40 is probably good. Now, that sounds low to me. You think? Uh, well, yeah. But that's because I'm rich. Uh, no, I mean, it does kind of – it sounds a little low. But I, I think um, – here's a little rule of thumb. It might it's, be. That's it's probably – I think it would if you if you paid fifty six thousand, which would be ten percent of the five sixty, you'd get a much better candidate. All right. So it's gonna it's it's never gonna be less than ten percent of the gross, and it would not be very unlikely that it would be more than twenty percent. Mm-hmm. So I think for you just to start, it would be ten. Now. When you give them a raise, you give them a raise two ways. That when you get busier, they have a bigger workload, they deserve to get paid more, and they automatically get the raise that way. But you could increase that percentage also. Okay. Yeah. So, and and you it'd be so hard to overpay people? for a really great assistant. And you can have more than one assistant. So uh, and it, and you think. Commission only is the way to go versus a blend or a hybrid. Yeah, but here's here's why. It keeps them from getting fired and you're looking for somebody who got into real estate. They have to have a license. So write that down. Must have license. And you don't want them to be new in real estate. You want somebody who is an existing agent that is never going to make any money selling real estate because they're not like you, Brian. They don't like making prospecting calls. <laughs> but they do like paperwork. And somebody does need to do that. So, I mean, honestly, when I was an agent, if I had to pay 50-50 split to get my paperwork done, I would have done it. I didn't have to, but but it would have been worth it. Because I'm allergic. I have a question about the experience. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. The experience. Now, now when he asks these questions, I drink Folgers coffee, brought to you by Folgers this episode. <laughs> the best That's Ramon Bonilla. He's a pro. I spent just- a dollar on that sound effect, <laughs> you spent so a we're going to use on that, that one too. Wow. That's like the price of a cup of coffee. In 1974. Thank you. You know, it used to, there used to be a uh, saying called that and a nickel will get you a cup of coffee. Remember that? Now it's that and $3.75 will get you a double decaf vente vanilla latte. That's how it's done these days, kids. Okay. So what was your question? I forgot. It was, um, do you think oh, there's any experience? So I have a candidate potentially who has worked in a real estate law firm, but, and for a few years doing admin assistant work, but- mm-hmm does not have a real estate license yet. Do you think there's any, you know, compromise, uh, trade-off, if you will, for Male or regard? female? Female, in this case. I think that's good because I think women bring something. If you're a guy, I think it's a good idea to have a female assistant uh, mm-hmm. and, a, and vice versa because women are better at s- lots of things than, than men are and, and perhaps, perhaps there's something men are better at. I haven't been told what that is yet, but... Um, a woman will tell you. They are not. That's right. My assistant <laughs> used to tell me all the time. So, um, 
Yeah, I think that would be okay, but they have to they have to be licensed to get paid. So you can't pay them mm-hmm. a percentage unless they have a license. That's part of that. Okay. Okay. So you could you could pay a salary, but I'm I would uh, avoid that like crazy. It also makes it simpler at tax time. They're an independent contractor and they handle their own stuff. So that was another question. So when you pay them, obviously we don't really want to pay them off the books or anything like that. No. So. We pay a ten ninety nine. I'm not an accountant. Or I think that's what we... that's called. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a guy for that, but uh, and I married an accountant, so I also have a girl for that. So I got everything. I think in my office, my broker, my office manager will kind of probably yeah. and my attorney I work with, and, w- and they're going to get paid through them. They'll get paid through your office. Right. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't have to be, but uh, that, I, but they probably would have to be if they have a real estate license. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't really think about it in that capacity, but it does make sense, at least if you're going to pay them a commission based off your transactions. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get to the part where you get rich, my favorite part. Well, yeah, I wanted to leverage. I want to use the assistant to leverage my business. That's mm-hmm. the main goal, obviously. So the key to that Even is the I'm division not. of labor, okay? So mm-hmm. the job description for you if it's perfect, fearless agent style, would be this. You would be 100% responsible for and accountable for all of the prospecting. You would do the CMAs. I don't think that's something you can delegate. You want to know where the the numbers are coming from Mm -hmm. before you show up. You would do these presentations, okay? So listing presentation, you might do uh, I would say most of those. You would do probably all of the pricing presentations or if you were going to reduce the price, a reduct, price reduction presentation, you'd probably do 100 percent of those. You'd probably do 100 percent of the for sale by owner presentations. That's a more advanced presentation. And then um, – and it would be a good idea for your – uh, assistant to eventually learn these presentations. So if you got sick or something, they could do them. Um, okay. Then you would do some of the buyer presentations. Uh, you would do 100% of the investor presentations. And then her job description write this down, would be every <laughs> single other thing. So you don't have to think about one other thing. So you – except, you know, like business planning, which is kind of what we're doing now. Right. So you might sit down with her and do business planning together every so often. But, you know, it would be her job to just make – every other thing happen without you hearing about it. Solve every problem without me hearing about it is kind of what my assistant's job was. Tell me when it's over. <laughs> so now exactly. is it – now the assistant may might very likely um, prospect in the beginning to help you get going. You're okay. already up and going, but that's possible. But mm-hmm. that's not going to be their job. Any assistant who is fantastic at prospecting, they don't need. They don't need you. You would be their assistant. 
if that's what you have your assistant do. Like these people getting ISAs, that's a crazy idea. So, right, right. so you, the highest paying job in real estate is prospecting. So you want to get that. You want to be a rock star at that. And they might yeah, help out. delegating that out. <clears throat> yeah, I thought I would do most of the prospecting. Mm-hmm. Or all of it, um, like I did know, all of it. Yeah, all of it, really. Mm-hmm. I, all of it. And I, I thought, enjoyed you it. You know, I, I thought about the division of labor, so I thought we would do, you know, like you said, prospecting. I, I wasn't sure about CMAs, but, yeah, I could do the CMAs. I, I, I like the concept there that, you know, then you better, you own the data more, you know mm-hmm. what you're, you're presenting, you know, the homes that you've chosen for the I, CMA. I, I would say a fair number of my coaching calls are about the CMA. Probably... Twenty percent for sure, maybe a third of of all my coaching calls are where somebody has a question of it. So it's not that easy to get that done right, especially the real right. agent way, where we're far more accurate. But uh, I don't think that's something you can delegate. Now, if you get sick, uh, let's say you got in a serious car accident, you were laid up for a month. Most assistants would get fired because there's no money to pay them. Um, right. And that's why you pay them on a percentage because that way they don't get fired. So, what the, the, but then to your point, if like I got sick and they at least were familiar with the prospecting, they could potentially call on my behalf and on the, yeah, you know, right. They could, they could, they thing. could do that and pick up the slack. Just don't let them get slack. better at it than you. <laughs> that's the key. <laughs> no, and I wouldn't make that. That would just be like an emergency situation. That does bring me to systems, and you know, I think a few weeks ago in the coaching call you were talking about systems and developing systems, and I've mm-hmm. read you know books like the E Myth talk about mm-hmm. systems and great so book. I, do I develop those systems? Do I develop those systems? You know, prior to the assistant, or maybe a little bit prior, and then further develop them with and you know as I extend the assistant's responsibilities. Well, I'm a, a, one of my character defects is I am a over micromanager. So managing people, <laughs> I, I I tend to tell them, hey, this is how I want it done. I'm not sure that's a good thing. In fact, I'm sure it's not a good thing. So as long as the customer has a great outcome. So I would say this is the outcome okay. I want. Now, okay. some people are like I am sitting here with a paper and pen. Uh, I am able to take half a page of notes by the time most of these millennial nitwits can turn their iPad on, okay? <laughs> so that's just – I'm comfortable with that. But that doesn't mean that taking notes on an iPad ty- – anybody who's typing notes on their phone, I want to shoot them in the face. That's a whole separate thing. But um, but it, but I, I let people do things the way they're comfortable doing them. I just want the, I just want the job to get done, honestly. If they're going to type on their phone and they can keep track of stuff that way, which I doubt. But if they can and it works, um, I let them figure that out. If I have a yeah, database so that they're accessing, they're going to use that. We're not going to be changing that. But um, like do you use Mojo? I use Red X. OK. So they would be – as that's your database also? I use follow-up off for the actual – OK. Theory. So whatever you use, they were going to be accessing that. Um, but they would access follow-up also, I figured. They'd be yeah. the, you know, and then just be like the kind of the master, I guess, overseer of the database and just kind the of master the, overseer. That's how I like to, <laughs> I like to think of myself. You know, like I will, I'll put my contacts in and stuff, but, you know, they'll just, 
make sure everything's being processed and monitor mm-hmm. it for me. That's what I think I need an assistant more than anything is just to kind of bounce ideas off of and sort of be there to push me along. And like you said, I think that the commission, knowing they're getting paid through the commission, mm-hmm. I think motivates me to work harder to make sure that not only me and my family are getting fed, but that they, my assistant is also mm-hmm. getting it fed. It also makes well. you feel responsible for them and it makes you a harder worker. Like I, yeah, I, I had a 50-50 exactly I mean. partner. And I felt guilty going on vacation because I felt like I was letting her down. I think she felt the same way. Although she did take plenty of vacations, if I recall. By the way, in my previous life. You go ahead. ahead. Tell me about your previous (laughs) life. Let's delve. In my previous life, I was a school administrator and I did have secretaries. And I often found sometimes just having them sit by my side you know, would push me along or keep me focused or whatnot. And I think, again, applying that to this concept would be similar and get me a similar outcome. Now, if any of the Sounds stuff like that it. we talk about on this podcast makes sense to you listening and you are earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help or if you're kind of like Brian and uh, he was earning pretty decent money but didn't know how to have a life at the same time. So uh, if you'd like to learn more, you can always call me anytime. That's my cell phone, and we'll just see if what you're trying to do in your real estate business and what we do here at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. Brian, why don't you tell them what your experience, if somebody was considering Fearless Agent coaching, what would you tell them? I would tell them that, as Bob said, I've been doing pretty good business in the last two years, but just getting it all streamlined and organized and getting the right words to say and getting the business plan of five appointments a week and how to make that happen. I think all of that is really helpful and I'm excited to be part of it and I'm glad I joined. Is it easier for you to schedule listing appointments now? I can definitely say that the previous script I was using, although it was focused more on collecting emails and building relationships, and, you know, that that was all right, fine, and dandy, but definitely finding with your approach and your script, which is definitely still low pressure, I find that it's getting me more hot leads. And although it hasn't gotten me quite that many appointments, I just joined, you know, two or three weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and I could definitely be prospecting a bit more. How, how many hours do you me. prospect a day? I, I'm honestly, I'm probably doing an hour right now a day, you know, on a double dialer. And then, uh, how many listing appointments do you schedule but a week? Doing that, I will that? say that partly. Before I answer this question, mm-hmm. I would just say partly the reason I'm only doing an hour a week is because I feel that I get really caught up in all my deals, and mm-hmm. that's why I want to get an assistant so I can right. prospect more. Right. So then, so you're oh. right. It is hard to prospect more when you have to do all that other crap. Yeah, I'm running to you know, and my market is a countywide kind of. So some of my deals are five minutes away, some are thirty, forty minutes away. And now, did you hear what he said, Ramon? Countywide. Wow. Now he doesn't know <laughs> that our county is bigger than New Jersey, New York, and Rhode Island went <laughs> together. He exactly. He when somebody know. says countywide, we, I'm we, thinking we would have to. I, we're in another time zone on the other side of our county. <laughs> What's the weather like over there? Yeah, that's right. So the so in one hour of prospecting per day, on average, 
how many listing appointments are you scheduling a week these days? Well, I'm scheduling probably two to four buyer and listing appointments a week. Well, let's not talk about buyers, only listings. Um, probably one or two right now. But again, I want I plan on increasing that drastically. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say it was one. That mm-hmm. would mean that if you if you were to to call for five hours a day, you would guaranteed schedule five listing appointments a week. So that's the way that would make sense. And and to to do that, you would, in fact, have to have the assistant. That's what I love about Fearless Agent Program is you put it in such simplistic terms. Well, I'm a simple guy. That's part of the the problem. So if you, if you, uh, what percentage of your, you said you had 25 transactions of those, how many were buyers? Um, probably a little less than half. Okay. So, so, so 12, let's say. Yeah. So it's roughly so. 12 and 12. So here's the other thing. I like to look for the easy way for you to make a whole lot more money with much, much less effort. So right off the bat, if those 12 were done at a percentage less than 7 you would not have lost any of them if you had charged seven and you're a fearless agent. And I know you weren't then, but mm-hmm. um, but you, so that would increase your salary, so to speak, by 33%, at least, maybe 50. Did you take any of them for less than 6%? Well, I would say that, you know, around these parts, 5% is no, I'm not asking rate, you for so. the trends in your area. I know. You? <laughs> but because of that, my trend has been around there, too. So, no. Okay. Um, so, since I joined, I got one at 6%. Since I joined okay. your program, I got one at so, 6%. So the moral of the story is it probably would have been a 50% increase if you had charged on every one of those seven and kept four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so you double your income just by doing that on those. Now – and that would be half again as much because the other 12 were buyers. And then if those buyers were referred to other agents in your company that you trust and you uh-huh. took a 50% referral fee or a 30% or a 20% depending upon your input, you would have made more dollars per hour doing that on each one of those and it would have freed up time for prospecting and you would have gotten more listings. So that's – that's the simple math on that. Definitely. So that's your goal. That's the idea of getting the assistant. So, uh, And the assistant could show houses. If they can get their job done and, and show houses, you could refer the buyer to your assistant as well. What about doing their own business? Do you think there's any? Should I allow Oh, I'm glad he asked that. Oh, I forgot about that. It. Yeah, here's the deal. Uh, when they do their own I don't want to get in their pocket. I, I'm, I kind of would say that's a bonus for them. So I'm not going to take a so piece of their friend of their wants action. to list or their mom wants to list. Yeah. Let's say it's their mom. Let them have it. it. real, you know. So yeah. it's their mom. But should I, let's say their mom and then their grandmother and then their aunt it doesn't matter. and then their uncle. Again, they're going to be too. Distract them. They, well, that's job. true. They have to get their job done. Right. So they can do all of that they okay. want. Uh, you know what really happens is they end up referring their mom to you because right. their their mom's going to sell their house for way more money if you're their agent than if they were their agent. So 
yeah, yeah. So that's what typically happened. For so for me, I can just tell you my experience. My assistants, uh, they didn't do their own deals. After a while, they didn't. They kind of did some in the beginning, but they ended up just referring them to me. And uh, and I would pay them whatever referral fee. You know, like if they're booking the appointment, I give them fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. I like your breakdown of the uh, referrals. That's another thing I learned in the short time. You know, the fifty thirty twenty concept. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I agree that not every referral is worth fifty. Not every referral is worth twenty. And for and- those of you tuning in that don't know what we're talking about. All you have to do is pay $1,000. No, that's, here's what it means. 50% <laughs> is what they would pay me or pay Brian uh, as a referral fee. So if Brian gets the appointment with the buyer in the office booked and they're coming into the office, Brian meets with them in the office. He's pre-approved them through his lender, Brian's lender. And uh, he has them – he does the fearless agent buyer presentation and they are eagerly signing the buyer broker agreement before any home searching or looking at the MLS or anything like that happens. And then he introduces them to his air quotes partner Bob, me, um, the buyer agent. Uh, and I'm not a buyer agent on his team. I'm just a great buyer agent in his office. Then that's worth 50% because you did all the stuff I don't know how to do. You know, most agents yeah. don't know how to get them to come into the office. They don't know how to get them to use their lender. They don't know how to get them to sign the buyer broker agreement. So they've earned 50. That's 50-50. Now, if you got them to come into the office, you booked the appointment, they were expecting to meet with – you, but I show up instead, and they probably forgot who you are by that time anyway. I show up <laughs> instead, and I do whatever I do, and I get a commission check, then I owe you 30% because you got them to come into the office and meet with me. And then if you only have a phone call uh, with them and you give a raving fan endorsement about how great I am as the world's greatest buyer agent, so they're dying to have me call them, then uh, that's worth 20%. And an internet lead handed to anybody is worth less. That's nothing. So that way, at any one of those price points, your dollars per hour would be about the same for example, if you're getting 20% on having one phone call with a buyer, I mean, that's astronomically higher dollars per hour than you would ever make if you were showing houses. So, Right, yeah. No, I agree. Definitely. All right. So did you have fun on the show, Brian? Oh, it was a blast. Thanks now, this, by the way, if any of you would like to be on the show, should we tell them how to do it, Ramon? Absolutely. Okay. So if anybody wants to be on the big uh, Fearless Agent podcast, you could call me at 480-385-8810 anytime you want. I think you refer to them as victims as well. Well, I see what happened is he made the mistake of calling me Mm -hmm. when I was driving here. And that's how you end up on the show. Just like that. Yeah. Sadly, that's how it happens. So once again, Brian, I want to thank you very much. Now, if people would like to send you tons of business – and have you do a fantastic job for them in Hazlett, New Jersey. You could Google that if you don't know where it is. 
732-778-0600. Toll-free day or night, that's your number, correct? Correct. All right. Well, thank you, Brian. And once again, we want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. Uh, you can call me directly to schedule a complimentary coaching call or ask any kind of question you may have at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you see it. And until next week, do what fearless agents always do. We always do three things. What are they? Have fun. Ramon, we're going to have fun, right? We always do. Be humble. I never am. Because once you get all these skills, you don't want to like lord it over people, even though you could. But most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Thank you. Oh.